Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into my podcast called Risk Intelligence. Today, I wanted to talk about flood coverage and limits that you should be concerned with when you look at your policy. On a flood policy, there are two layers of coverage that have limits associated to them. The first is building, also your home, and the second is contents, which is your personal items inside of your home. When you get a flood policy, there are limits that are utilized for both of these. And the max that you can get is 250,000 on your home and 100,000 on your contents. So what happens is, is that let's say you have a homeowner's policy and the dwelling limit on your homeowner's policy is 600,000 and then the contents limit is 300,000. When you have a flood policy, you can see that the max limits 250 is much less than 600,000. And then you also see that the contents of 100,000 is much less than the 300,000 on your homeowner's policy. So when you have a differential like this, you need to purchase what's called an excess flood policy. And what that does, it'll bridge the gap between the limits on your primary flood, which is 250 for the building, and go up until 600,000 for your building. And then 100,000, it'll build the bridge, the gap between the 100,000 and the 300,000 on your contents. And you may need two flood policies to take care of this exposure. Some carriers out there will offer you a policy and it'll be one policy and the limits will be exactly what you need. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention because just because you have a flood policy doesn't mean that the limits are adequate to what your homeowner's coverage is. I hope that information was helpful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. So today is uh, Sunday, March 22nd. I'm sitting here on my front porch as I record this. And looking back at the last two weeks, you say to yourself, what is going on? How did this happen? And oh my goodness, what is this going to do to the future? So, you know, taking a a deep breath and, and looking at it, I mean... 
we have everything that we need to survive. And, and I'm going to talk about uh, from, a, from a business perspective. I mean, think about it. With, with the technology that we have today, there is no reason why anybody could not work from home. Um, I mean, there are services out there that you can set up a, a conference call. Uh, there are services out there where you can get your faxes sent right to your email and then you can send a fax right from your email. As far as scanning, uh, there's many mobile apps that you can download that allow you to scan. And then once the scan is done, you can create a PDF. Again, another app that you can get on your phone. Um, as far as voice calls, that's easy. We all have our cell phone and uh, most of us have a, a laptop or, or an iPad, some sort of device where we could uh, log on. Um, if you don't have access to your work computer, what you can do is uh, there's a feature out there called uh, Go To My PC and basically it allows your computer that's sitting on your lap at that moment be the remote control in essence to your computer that's sitting on your desk um i mean other than that there's you can do your business at home and the way i look at this is it allows me to see what we can change within the business and the office once we go back to the normal I mean, we're so used to being on autopilot, doing the same thing all the time, the same way. So maybe with this hiccup that we have, it's going to allow us to look at our procedures a little bit differently. And then when we go back to the office, maybe we can change it for the better. So, you know, everybody just uh, do what you need to do. Stay inside wash your hands, all that stuff that everybody is saying. But from a business perspective, take a deep breath. There, There is way, ways that the, the business can continue. Uh, I just wanted to get my thoughts out there on this process and this, uh, this time, if you will. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. I wanted to use this episode to continue from last week's episode regarding making changes, uh, working from home due to the coronavirus. And I'll I'll share with you an experience that I had last week. Prior to uh, the coronavirus hitting, I had no idea what this software was uh, called Zoom. And Zoom is an audio video uh, platform where you can connect people and, and have a virtual meeting. And what happened was, is I got my first invite last week and I was like, uh, you know, it's like kind of shady about it. I didn't know if it was going to work, what the quality was going to be. So I, I took a plunge, I downloaded it, I set up an account and had my first meeting. And then the next day I got another invite and <laughs> Then the third day, I got another invite, and now it's just like a common, are you are we Zooming or are we not? Like, that's just a common uh, dialogue that's happening whenever there's a meeting. So, 
What I learned is that, okay, so we, we have coronavirus that hits, and then now everybody needs to have meetings, so now we have a platform called Zoom, but instead of just using it to have these meetings that you were supposed to have in a conference room, try to use it to benefit the situation that you're already in. By that I mean is that I'm on the board for an organization called the Metropolitan Builders and Contractors Association. And our organization meet pretty regularly. Uh, We talk about a lot of different things. But since this incident has happened, we have pretty much been Zooming almost every day. And it what it did is just opened up um, our eyes to say, listen, guys, we, we don't always need to be sitting around a conference room table in the big fat leather chairs. Like, we can just Zoom and be that much more productive. So it allowed us to look at ways for our organization organization to utilize Zoom um, for those people who can't come to those in-person meetings. And maybe we do a Zoom where at 7 o'clock at night and who's ever able to join can, can log in. So the whole Zoom experience, I went from not knowing it at all to a complete turnaround on having these virtual meetings and now taking it one step further to really uh, engage the organization that I'm a part of more frequently. I mean, it's a win-win-win as far as I look at it. Um, so I just wanted to share that experience with everybody. And uh, if you haven't um, had a chance to Zoom, um, check it out. Uh, feel free to contact me. You have my information in LinkedIn, and I'll be glad to educate you as to what I know. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast called Risk Intelligence. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the value of customer service. When you bring on a new client or you're faced with a possible opportunity, that face-to-face, that interaction is so important. And it's referred to as customer service, whether they're your client or not. And what happens is, is that you don't just have to be at your best in the beginning of the relationship. What you have to do is be your best throughout the relationship. And that comes to truth in times of struggle. And what I say that is that my business being an insurance broker is all about customer service. And through these times, all of my clients are facing an uphill battle in regards to letting their employees go, shutting down their business, and not knowing when the doors are going to open again. So as their insurance broker, they're contacting me and asking me, what is it that I 
can do? How can you help me? And there are ways that I can help them, but there's ways that I can't. But just because I can't doesn't mean that I let them go. I'm there for them, whether they want to call me at 8 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm doing everything I can possibly do for them. They ask me questions that I don't know the answer to. And I'll say to them, listen, you know, just give me two days. Let me research it for you and I'll get back to you. Because the way I see it is that they need to focus on when their next income is going to come in. I mean, they don't know that at this point. So let me be there and just kind of take this question and concern off of their shoulders and let me do the research for them. You know what? Customer service goes a long way. And And even if that task means that you're not going to make an income or a fee commission on that specific task, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're helping them. And that has more value than not uh, to me anyway. So through these, uh, these times with the coronavirus going on, I am getting a lot of questions and some of them I'm not not able to help them with but what I do is I just guide them in the right direction and a lot of my phone calls end with you know thank you so much Karen thank you for taking the time and explaining that to me and giving me that phone number or giving me that website where I can go and do a little bit more research and such so Customer service has uh, a big value, and um, I think we should all uh, take pride in that as it is the most important uh, part of a relationship, of a business relationship to me. Um, I just wanted to talk about that, and I, I hope that information was helpful to everybody. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. Today's topic is going to be talking about the similarities between a musician and a podcaster. And the way I came up with this idea was I was working out today and I had my headphones on. And I'm listening to the music. I'm getting into it. I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm just rocking out. And this is how I came up with the idea. You have a musician, and a musician's got a love song that he wants to produce. So he's got to come up with the lyrics, got to come up with the melody, the notes, the chords, and formulate a song. He's getting it out. his, His output, his product is the song. Where a podcaster wants to express his thoughts, he wants to educate wants to pass along information and again its final product is a a podcast or a recording yes it doesn't have any kind of notes or melody or what have you but it's words it's a thought that came about so that's how i uh viewed it today musician and a podcaster very very similar 
I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Thanks, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast called Risk Intelligence. Today's episode, I'm not going to give it an episode number. I'm just going to call it uh, the end of season one. Uh, Season one had about 50 episodes, and that's about right, because I started the podcast last May, May of 2019, and I will say what a journey it's been. Uh, It made me realize that there are a lot of people out there who really don't understand um, technology, and they don't understand how a podcast is made and I say that because when I asked a few people to be a guest and to do a podcast for me they kind of looked at me um like wow you know you have access to do that isn't that hard to do and you know once I told them what was involved they they really is that easy yeah it's that easy so um I think it's good that we keep doing these podcasts and we keep advertising because the more that is out there, I think the better off we'll all be. So um, the other thing that I noticed with this first year is uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback from my podcast um, and inquiring for more information. So it goes to show that my material is definitely uh, helping, which is the purpose of it, education, uh, risk intelligence. So it's all good. Um, what I'm going to be doing, though, is uh, for the next uh, four weeks, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to get ready for season two. I have some folks that I'm going to be bringing on for season two. So want to do uh, get their recordings all, all done and, and such so I can make them public. But uh, also think about about ways that I can improve my podcast as well so you guys can benefit from even more. Um, so that that's pretty much it, but it's been a, a hell of a ride for season one, and I'm definitely looking forward for season two. And can't thank you enough for listening and uh, subscribing. It really means the world to me. Thanks, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into my podcast called Risk Intelligence. However, the start of this podcast is to announce season two. In March of 2019, I started my very first podcast and I did it for a full year. I have 50 episodes and what I decided to do was to call that season one. For the month of May in 2020, I took off and this allowed me to regroup, figure out where improvements needed to be made and the direction that I wanted to go for season two. I will let you know that uh, last weekend I was with a friend of mine and I was telling him about the podcast and uh, the YouTube channel that I have and how I utilize LinkedIn for my social media. And he said to me, what is it about 
this that is driving you to be so excited? And what is it about your job, that your, your career, that you just love so much? He said, every time I see you, you are glowing and you just are, you're always so happy. And I, I thought about it and I said, the reason is, is because in my field, there is always an end result. And no matter what agent you work with, that end result should be the same. However, for me, the reason why I love what I do so much is because the way I get to that end result is fun for me. It allows me to have, to be creative, to find different ways that will accommodate my client to the best. And not every agent does that. Some agents just, they, they need, they have a client who needs coverage. They put in a quote and hopefully they get the deal and they sell it and that's it. And that is not how I operate. Uh, the, the way I operate is I allow my clients to have options. And if I can't give them options, I am going to be explaining what the coverage are and help them understand why it is that they have what they have and perhaps they can put uh, um, factors in, in their everyday business to help them reduce the possibility of a claim. It's not, a, insurance is not just about having a policy and you pay X amount of dollars for it and hope you never have to use it uh, if you do have a claim. That That's not what it's about. There are many ways to uh, perform a risk management duty to and many ways that you can protect your client by the coverages and the policies that you put in place for them. And that is why I love, I absolutely love what I do because again, the end result is always the same, but the way I get there is creative and it allows me to be different and, and stand out from the next guy. Now that goes to talk about the actual product that I sell, but on top of it, I love social media and I, I've utilized and gotten to learn LinkedIn to, to my advantage. And with that, I've grown, um, to having over a hundred videos on my YouTube channel and now starting season two for my podcast. And yeah, another question my friend asked me is like, well, why aren't you on Facebook? Why aren't you on uh, Instagram and Twitter? And my answer was is because I would rather be good at one for my business than sucky at all of them. And LinkedIn, from a business standpoint, is the platform that is used. Uh, I mean, Facebook, I, I get it, but you know, not not for business insurance. Um, for that's my personal opinion. Other agents might feel differently. So. With that, I am super, super excited to uh, start releasing all the episodes that I have uh, already recorded for season two. Uh, good information coming 
different information coming. And as always, I always welcome your input, your feedback, because I can't get better unless you guys tell me. And I can't give you guys what you want unless you guys tell me. So uh, thank you again for, for listening, for allowing me to do this and continue to do what I love to do. Thanks, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into my podcast called Risk Intelligence. Today, I'm going to talk about how the Department of Banking and Insurance has made some accommodations to the rating that is done for workers' comp policies. What they've done is they've made three changes in the state of New Jersey. The first change is, let's say you have employees, all right, and during the pandemic, you didn't lay them off. You kind of just said, all right, you know, you're, you're still employed, but um, you're, you're on furlough, and when things open up, you're going to come back to work. The payroll for those folks is going to be reclassified to what I like to think of as a holding class code, 0012. The second change that they made was, let's say you're a roofer or a masonry contractor, uh, your, your rate for your workers' comp for that specific job duty is really high. Well, you're not working during this pandemic, so there's no sense of you paying that high rate for that payroll. So what they've done is you can actually take that payroll in that high rate class code and move it to a clerical class code, which is much lower in rate because they know that you're not working, so why should you be charged that high rate? And then the third change that they've done is that if any of your employees have uh, uh, COVID or you experience a COVID-related claim uh, for your staff, that claim is not going to be counted towards your experience rating modification. Uh, So next year, when your premium is calculated, those COVID-related claims are going to be excluded from calculation. Those are three changes, really beneficial. uh, And what I advise you to do is talk to your agent because your agent should be calling the insurance company uh, to make those changes or at least talk to you about these changes. Uh, I welcome any kind of questions. Give me a call, 973-224-0395, and I'll be glad to answer any questions and assist along the way. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. 
Today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about something that uh, has really come to light with me uh, over the last uh, couple years, but during this COVID, uh, these new times, if you will, it really was uh, has been very eye-opening, and I stay true to it, and I'm a firm believer that it really does work. So let's make believe that you're making uh, one of your, your favorite recipes. And there's always those three ingredients that are key. Those three ingredients that are absolutely necessary to make that dish just stand out. So with that, I'm going to go to... Uh, being in the in the business world, uh, a successful business person, and what I feel are the three main ingredients to be of success, and they are the first one is planning. Without a plan, how are you going to know what needs to happen next, or what is? going to need to happen in the event that another event is triggered you've got to have a plan you got to have a vision and and a determination as to how it's going to work out and what the outcome is going to be so that's planning and then there is consistency consistency is the number two ingredient and consistency you can convert to uh, procedures or uh, standard operating procedures is a common word that's being used out there today and when you have something that needs to get done you've got to try to have consistency so it's done the same way all the time so you don't say to yourself well in this situation i handled it this way and then in that situation i handled it another way you've got to have consistency so number one ingredient is planning number two ingredient is consistency and the third Agree, uh, ingredient is value. And what, what is value? In our business world, value is knowledge. Knowledge of what it is that we want to share and educate others with. You can have the best product in the world, but if you're not knowledgeable, what good is it? So the three ingredients in, in my, my recipe is planning, consistency and value uh, something I wanted to share with everybody uh, I welcome your feedback and uh, thanks for tuning in I really appreciate it thank you